0: Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930
1: AM, The Answer. Ready?
0: And now, live from Milburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Boverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake.
2: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. This is The Answer, and this is Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where you get answers to your gardening questions when you come by in person, like some folks here at the nursery, or you... Uh, uh, call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867.
3: And it's a beautiful day. It
2: is a beautiful day. Much nicer than yesterday. There's a You can't say there's no cloud, not a cloud in the sky, because I see a couple little wisps over there, but... Not many.
3: It used to be more this earlier
4: this morning.
3: Oh, was it before. more so it's
2: burning off? Oh uh, yeah. I just like to sound like I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> it's burning off. It was a little cloudier this morning, but now it's uh,
4: You're about as accurate as some of them. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. I'll give my forecast. Milton's uh, <laughs> meteorologist Milton's uh, forecast coming up in just a second. M&M. M&M. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, 2103088867. We got trace on the
4: porch. What's going on, Trace? Ah, just another beautiful day. Got plenty of color, uh, Christmas trees. Now, it's my understanding the wreaths and garland will be in Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, that'll good. be good.
2: And this is one of, if not, uh, do you know of many other places they can get them? I have the live seen, ones. I've, the,
4: not, I've not seen them anywhere. Yeah,
2: no. This is a nice opportunity. I know people wait. Are you uh,
4: saying this is the only place to get them,
3: Milton? That's what Come I'm thinking. Come on, Milton. Step, step out there, and there. As far as I know, this is oh, the only place crap. to get the. Um, Say. This is the only place. Okay, and this is the best best
2: Christmas trees in town. The best fresh cut (laughs)
3: trees.
2: I gotta turn your mic up just a bit. Um, But yeah, we got the living uh, container-grown Christmas trees. We've got the fresh-cut trees. Uh, Next Saturday, uh, the fourth, we'll be doing the uh, Christmas holiday open house with um, Santa and uh, the choo-choo running around. You'll hear it. They don't get as scary in Christmas. No. no. <laughs> do and
1: we
4: already undecorated the train, so. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's Christmasy again. Have you
2: have you driven the Christmas train?
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you
2: do you feel that temptation to kind of?
0: Elves, elves. Uh, <laughs> I, I still
2: did it. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? Okay. So you still yell horrible scary yeah, things of just course. for Christmas things? Yes. You yes. for there's the ant you forgot to get the gift to. Hey. Ah!
4: Run. i used to use the bell to play jingle bells oh very cool out the store
2: yeah yeah we've got the salvation army um angel tree yes we do. for both uh angels and silver angels yes so that's true.
3: me right uh,
1: i don't think your name's think on you, there i don't
3: think you qualify uh, silver angels
5: only
2: by age i'm not sure
3: <laughs>
5: well i think there's an upper limit
3: uh, oh, oh I'm right? the Silver Angels. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, we were
5: wondering why Jerry wasn't qualified. <laughs> oh, okay. The only thing I could think of was that he's <laughs> past the upper age. Wait
3: a minute.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure there is an upper age. But, uh, so you come and you take an ornament off. The ornament is a piece of paper uh, with uh, gifts for a specific person, something they want, whether it's a senior or a child. And you get them, you bring them back to Millburgers. When is the Salvation Army coming to pick them up?
1: I think it's the 10th.
2: I think you're right. So not this, not this Friday, but Friday a week. Yeah, Pretty a week sure. from this Friday. Cool. All uh, right.
3: <laughs> the uh, do you do you write on there what what gift you're giving, or you just bring the gift
4: we, in? No, the you, gift you, is written on there. Yeah, the gifts are written with the, either the kids or the uh, adult. that uh, yeah. they want, uh, and oh. then you bring it back, and then we they uh, provided us some red. Mesh bags, and we put the item in that with part of the tag, so that way they know which yeah. kid or adult is supposed to go to. So, and, and so then they bring it, bring it unwrapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way they can uh, verify that it's it is what it is, and uh, and then they will wrap it. So the gift is already written on to the yeah. silver angels. Well yeah, you don't have to give them what they asked for. Oh, that's okay. what you're asking me. But this but is what they're they have. They have their wish.
3: Yeah,
1: their oh. wish list.
3: You know what I'd be wishing for if I
4: qualify? Yeah. Some Osmocote.
3: (laughs) Oh. Under the tree.
4: (laughs) I thought he was going to say chloridane myself. (laughs) Osmocote
3: and uh, weed-free zone.
2: And what is it, that that, that gift that Calvin kept putting in your office uh, (laughs) under the tree? Orthene. Orthene under the tree. (laughs) Asaphate. Asaphate, that's it. (laughs) Stings
1: like a, like a dead rat.
2: Okay. Oh, nothing says Christmas like a little uh, acephate under the tree.
4: So I guess y'all didn't even notice, but apparently for months there's been a can- container of acetate in that cabinet that was behind you.
2: Yeah, I noticed it, but the smell kind of went away. or uh, we, I didn't know what that was. I noticed a smell. Okay. It, it did smell sort of deathy. Uh.
4: It was in the cabinet or behind no, it? No, I think it was in it. Uh you, that's well,
2: nice. that's why Calvin kept getting here early.
4: Yeah. Uh, it smells so good oh, on that's, the, that's
5: board. Maybe. Yeah. In the morning. That's maybe <laughs> why like the, the
2: wasps
5: discontinued their visit. Maybe too. so. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, they don't hang around Acefades. Yeah.
2: So the moral of the story is you can get used to any smell if you smell it long <laughs> enough. Because, yeah, I did smell it. I didn't know what it was. Really? Did you? I didn't notice. You didn't it. smell it.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> had, had it been it? up here quite some time too. Yeah, it,
2: it's <laughs> probably been.
4: It's,
3: it's amazing how how that odor can penetrate containers.
2: Yeah. All it's, right, so <laughs> Trace, I'm going to put you on the spot. We'll we'll get some music for it, but I'm thinking instead of the Plant of the Weekend. Oh. Maybe we do Trace's gift of the holiday. Holiday, oh, holiday. There's so many. I know that's yeah. the trouble, and I am putting you on the spot because I didn't. We didn't prepare I did for this. I didn't prepare. Yeah. How about citrus? So,
4: citrus is probably the number one gift that we sell. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd say fountains. Okay. Gloves, shovels. Yeah. Uh, pruners, loppers, <laughs> saws.
2: Loppers and pruners and saws shovels? and some citrus.
4: We have some, okay. Amongst all the shortages, we do have some shovels. <laughs>
2: he needed a shovel the other day. He had a. Yeah. Or you had to shovel. You had to get one, or you, you had
4: to borrow one from
2: my son-in-law. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to the first one. We'll go back to citrus, and then we'll talk about the gift card because okay. that's that's a good one.
4: And we've already mailed out a bunch.
2: Is that right? Yes, good. Good. Okay. Well, let's let's since we got people kind of excited, we'll, we'll shift gears, talk about the gift card.
4: Well, uh, they can call up and uh, or email. If they email oh. us, we'll, They can. We'll, we'll call them. We'll put your phone number on the email, and we can call you back, and we'll get get it set up. We'll take your credit card over the phone and the address of where you want it shipped to. Yeah, and we'll mail it.
2: So it makes it pretty easy, and it's a good idea because uh, the gardener in your world may want stuff that's not at the nursery now, or they may want to come out and just use the gift card for you know kind of. As they imagine what they could do. Okay, um,
5: but it's also a, a convenient and a, a good way to have a theme. You know, if you, a lot, a lot of times, especially with the young people, they'll, they'll have an interest. Mm-hmm. And so you can, so you, you, you don't want to get the idea that you're just, uh, well, I don't have time to, to pick out what they want, so I'll just do yeah. a gift card.
4: Well, it if fits you, in the stocking right along with the Colt. And, yeah, uh, wears a shovel or something might not.
2: That's yeah. true. Or maybe they they've got a shovel, so they can come here and. Asthma
3: uh, coat fits into. it.
2: Yeah, asthma right. coat would fit in the stocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would well, Be a big stocking.
3: Well, no, uh, uh, in, in, in there's different. You, you can get different sizes. Different sizes. There's,
2: there's the Christmas. There's the stocking stuffer size yeah. that you can get. Yeah. Uh, fat, uh, fat legs. <laughs> 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 what kind of stockings are you hanging? 210 308 8867 is our number. 210 308 8867. I'm going to go ahead and uh, complete my th-
5: uh, thought on that, but you you know, if a young person has uh, shown interest in the birds or mm-hmm. butterflies or uh, it's a good way to get involved with them and to uh, show that you thought about what they're interested in and, and then mm-hmm. you but you you give them that gift certificate, and it gives them a lot of freedom, too. I, I always, you can tell uh, the folks, you know, they're having a good time in the nursery looking. Mm-hmm. That's ha- half the, if you've got a gift certificate, that's half the fun of it. Uh, well, of if you got grandkids, thinking.
4: I mean, start a vegetable garden. Get them outside. Yeah, there get you a, go. Get them off the Nintendo, and uh, let them start making some vegetables. And you, Holmes, got,
3: you got some wonderful, uh, probably the best spinach you've had all year. I think it's the only spinach anybody has. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, uh, I mean, it's grown large. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, Almost you, edible. Oh, yeah, it's edible. If you can see it, you can eat it.
5: Yeah, but you don't want to go I know. over the edge. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, but people but, get but, excited. Uh, but that, That's got some big leaves on it.
5: Other, yeah, on the other hand, if you wait too long, you miss half <laughs> a, half of the advantage of having good spinach plants. Absolutely.
3: And, and uh, bro- you got some good broccoli good broccoli plants out there. I didn't look and see. Is there still favorite. some ornamental
2: kale? Uh, did, uh, uh, there's some oh, beautiful
4: yeah. six-inch kale and cabbage. Yeah,
2: that's oh, right, okay. at the, uh,
1: yeah. right at the end there, Milton. Yeah. I don't
2: know if you can see it. I need to get some more. Mine got all eaten up. Are there Brussels sprouts still there? Ooh, yeah.
4: I, I saw collards this morning. I don't
5: remember seeing okay. Brussels
1: sprouts.
5: Because yeah. well, I, I was, uh, my daughter-in-law was, you know, we had talked a few weeks ago about uh, Brussels mm. sprouts. And not only you, you could wait for the, the little cat miniature cabbages, or you can eat the leaves. Right. And mm. she has had done that, and that's the first thing she did, just start harvesting
3: <laughs> those leaves and made a wonderful dish. Oh, yeah. Uh, some people... <laughs> First time it was mentioned to me was, they said uh, they're sweeter. That the uh, Brussels sprout leaves are sweeter. Now, <laughs> uh, if you take a, a lot of leaves off, uh, you'll cut out on your production of uh, Brussels sprouts.
5: That's always the always uh, you know the it's compromise. A it's a conundrum. <laughs> Well, the, oh, the, y'all have the conundrum you just, here. Yes. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to plant more plants,
1: and right? the, and and the, and the next time around,
3: those stupid things will not freeze. I, I had them previously in my garden, and uh, it took everything out except them.
5: Uh-huh. The you know, we don't freeze. we don't talk about the ca- uh, cabbage much, but cabbage is really, oh, really yeah. easy to. To uh, grow and it has done really well this year in a lot of the gardens I've seen.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Year. Yeah. This has been good cabbage weather, like yeah. England. Well, I mean, it's English, you know, but uh, the cabbage will, f- when it freezes, it'll break open. But Could the Brussels sprouts won't.
4: We do have a good selection of onions. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. I someone got, got some I yet. bought yeah, my. You know. yeah,
5: I bought my onions
3: today. When we. When do we want to get my. Onion Man up here to interview.
4: I think we we could have already done it. So I'd say uh, next week would be great.
1: Okay. You want to call call
2: Onion Man?
3: Yeah. uh, We're talking about Bruce Frazier. The problem with it is he has grandkids now in New York.
2: Oh, my. Okay. So a
3: lot of times around the holidays, they go to New York. But
4: uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll chat, chat with you. Last him. I heard, the phone lines work all the way in New York. Yeah, so well, yeah, I forgot so,
5: about so we can call that. them. Yeah, well, I isn't that I, isn't that ironic that uh, Trace is talking to us about uh, phone lines working? <laughs> yeah. His phone lines work. My just phone lines fine. work just fine. I just <laughs> yeah. don't have a fax line
4: <laughs> yeah. or an intercom system. <laughs>
3: or yeah. yeah, the sad thing about it is, uh, when when you're a horticultist, even when you get older, uh, you never get over thinking about plant things in the middle of the night. So at 2 o'clock, day before yesterday, night before last, I woke up at 2 o'clock, couldn't think of the famous onion breeder that uh, used to come down to Texas and was a good friend of Bruce's uh, uh, father-in-law, father-in-law. Uh, oh. And so it, I, I just couldn't think of it. It was upsetting me. Uh, his name, I finally thought of it, Henry mm-hmm. Jones. Oh, okay. He wrote books and everything else. So, and, th- so well, then you were
4: able to sleep once you
3: <laughs> yeah. heard the name? Yeah, I, I was at peace.
1: Well,
3: <laughs> for, for a while. It's weird when it's Until so you forget something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to forget that I'm at peace. Yeah, uh, a love love Cut out, or yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird.
3: <laughs> okay, I don't know why. Another a thing that uh, we there's have.
5: our uh, just th- there's our doves. that are starting to c- stop. come in here now.
4: That's lunch. <laughs>
2: the ring, uh, the ring, yeah, the
4: ring. Yeah. And the doves.
2: So and we got plenty of citrus, by the way. <laughs> uh, anything you recommend in particular that's just a, a great um, value and a fun to. So for for I, the I, novice I, citrus really, core
4: I'm really fond of the uh, Flying Dragon rootstock for the non-cold tonic citrus, so things like lemons I think it's great for. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, still some arctic frost and orange frost out there. Oh, good. And oh, I good. believe from Bumper, too.
3: Bumper? I like Bumper. You know, all the original Bumper and all those things froze at the Botanical garden. Mm. So uh, they, they lost all their... More citrus, the mature trees,
5: and so and quite a f- well. I don't know quite a few, but the ones I was familiar with, it took it on the chin too in the in backyard. Yeah, orchards.
3: Well, bumpers <laughs> when, they, when it when <laughs> it gets six degrees or, or lower for well, that long a time. Well, and
5: especially that that variety is a, a talk about a fanatic. Oh wait a minute, that's
2: me. They're not cutting out. It's it's the the plug okay. to the it's the <laughs>
3: headphones. Okay, that's better. Okay. But anyway, what what were you saying?
2: Oh, but I, it,
5: that that bumper is. You and I, t- as we talked about it over the couple of last couple of years, it's <laughs> it's always we've recognized it as a fanatic. You know it is. Yeah. Everything else is calming down and <laughs> it's putting on more fruit. You know? Oh yeah. And, and uh, so it gets it's inclined to get overextended and it's inclined to. <laughs> to be susceptible to uh, environment and
3: weather. Yeah, that's the first first uh, citrus that Mr. Moore named. And the name fits that plant extremely well because it produces every year a bumper crop.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there must be a master gardener or gardening volunteer that has thought about the best way to manage it. You know, the to the degree, I mean, how much fruit do you want to encourage? <laughs> how much do you want to pull off? And
4: I, I know well,
3: you, you know they always yeah. want
5: the
4: most fruit they can get, <laughs> no matter whether it's the right yeah. or the wrong thing. They will,
3: they will, will not thin citrus, especially the sad sermon. and even Doctor Stein, Larry hmm. Stein, the fruit specialist, and uh, he. You know, he knows what to do. He knows what he should do. So he doesn't practice what he preaches. There you Mm -hmm. go. But uh, you've also got one of my favorite uh, plants for Christmas on sale and a good
4: stock and supply of imported amaryllis bulbs. So there's still some orange, some white, some pink, and some red. There you go. Uh, Let's see. Yeah.
2: Oh, orange. Orange and white. Good.
4: <laughs> I, I planned that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I, I was waiting to hear it, and then I, th- I realized I'd missed it. Uh,
3: specimen bulbs, I mean, th- they're very large, uh twelve ninety 2 uh, were regularly, twelve ninety dollars 2 for $25 while supplies last. Now, why is it while supplies last? Because, <laughs> Because I don't have there's as many lot, as last a lot, year. A lot of people give those things for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, do you have any of those already potted up?
4: Uh, Peter brought some in that were like a week or two away from blooming. Okay. So, so yeah, there's uh, I think there's some in the greenhouse. Okay.
3: Well, where did we see the
5: the write-up on how to take advantage of the amaryllis bulbs, just recently? I can't. Is it in plantanswers.com?
3: How to uh that that up I gave? You.
5: Oh no, yeah, this is this isn't uh, the one I was thinking of. But yeah, the, this is. A did
3: I did I did I did you approve of that? Captain?
5: Oh yeah. Yeah, but the the,
3: the one it's I saw own, was it's his own article. Oh. No,
5: talking about uh,
3: <laughs> things change. Talking <laughs>
5: about marbles. And was he really yeah. trying to get all him to go oxygen. against his own article? Yeah, he really was.
2: He was waiting for that. I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> yeah, they're full of beans. This is all wrong. That's
3: what I was hoping.
2: Is that what you're hoping for?
5: But that that's another f- kind of a fun project where yeah, a grandchild or a middle. Um, Middle aged uh, child could be involved in uh, putting together the project. Yeah. For grandpa or somebody. It's
3: easy to put together. Yeah. And uh, I used to get uh, my mother some every every year. Orange and white, right? And she loved it. You know, he
2: did. (laughs) Tennessee colors, Tennessee volunteers.
3: And uh, I I, I did a search on plantanswers.com for amaryllis. Both, mm-hmm. Or Amarilla, and it, those those search engines are unbelievable. Uh, it, it brought up all Cal, any Calvin had written on Amaryllis. Hmm. and the interesting thing about it, I never had seen it do this. It brought up you know, the sale items. No, it, I like it that. Searches
4: <laughs> as long as it's the current one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, the... well. It's
3: the one I printed, but anyway. Uh, and then I found Calvin, on Calvin's article, this one that he had written on forcing holiday bulbs. And that had about am, amaryllis in there. And it was written on uh, October 25th, 2018.
5: So that's relatively recent.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I imagine there were some older ones, but yeah. I, I chose this one. Now, he, he
4: mentioned... Let's see. do you you said you had some other bulbs in there. Yeah, there's do you uh, have paper whites? I'm pretty sure I got paper whites. There might be some hyacinths left. Might be some garlic left. Oh, okay. Uh, some flags. Yeah, yeah, flags, little, flags
3: are, yeah,
5: Paper whites are a wonderful gift too because you can have them. Force force the bulbs, have the blooms, and then move and then plant them in the yeah
3: in the landscape. You kind of got that backwards, Calvin. You. Force them you before you force them into bloom, especially in the house. You plant them outside.
5: Why is that? They stink.
3: Oh, you take take one narcissus. They <laughs> one smell
4: of fabulous. This is <laughs> Wait com-
2: a minute. This is coming from the person who didn't even notice the <laughs> orthine on the uh, right? or the aciphyte <laughs> on the
3: on the porch. So, you like the fragrance?
4: Yeah, I used to do them with uh, with my daughter. We'd do it in a, a wine glass with marbles. Yeah,
3: that's where, that's where you do it.
4: And that, it's, a, it's a no-fail deal. Did you use them as gifts then? No, no, it was just an experiment. Oh.
5: <laughs> because they are there, they, that's kind of a neat gift. It's not yeah. real expensive, but it is kind of clever and uh, appreciated. Yeah.
4: Of course, my wife wasn't fond of me taking her wine glass away from her. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
5: you'd have to sneak it. <laughs>
4: But anyway, that if
3: you if you like the fragrance, you can figure that out after a day or two. Uh, I could I could walk I could I have some out in the bed out behind my house planting bed, and I could when they bloom I always take the first bloom in the house. I'm not even in the back door before no, my family can. saying, "Get it out
2: of here!" Wow. That's lovely. (laughs) Hey, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867 on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. You can also come on out to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardie Road and visit us in person. I'm Milton Glick, along with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. To Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Our phone number 210 308 8867 is Al's playing Christmas music back at the station. Get you in the mood. Don't forget, uh, next Saturday we'll be here. You'll hear the Choo Choo train go by. You'll hear people uh, taking pictures with Santa. You'll hear a lot of us, a lot of the talk about Christmas trees leaving. Uh, and yeah. uh, because people, that's that they, they do it every year, they come to the open house. Uh, but you don't have to wait. If you can't come on Saturday, that's okay. You can come right now. There's a beautiful selection of Christmas trees here at And Mill the folks will, the staff will help you load oh, it up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, they 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 really make it a great experience, which I think is why people come back every year, too. It's it's a great tree, uh, taken care of before you buy it, and uh, then the you know help you help get lots of help. they won't they won't go home with you, and help you set it up. But that's about the uh, that's about the only thing they won't do. Um, 210-308-8867 Talked about Spider-Man Termite and pest control Again, over the holidays uh, As it gets cooler, maybe you heard something uh, In the wall when it got real cool The other day or yesterday And you're just like, I don't know what that was Hmm You can give Spider-Man a call At 210-656-3721 Maybe you saw something Scrambling across the floor a little what? roach or something, yeah.
3: Oh, not my, my roach. No, your roach is just right. sit Let's on the couch,
2: them. and it won't even give you the remote. Uh, <laughs> but you can call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control at 210-656-3721. Yeah. Whatever it is and for the huh. pest control needs, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. They've been your web of protection since 1976. The number again, 210-656-3721 and online. At GoSpiderManPest.com. dot That's you know, GoSpiderManPest.com. dot those,
3: those roaches fly. Yes, Did they you do. Know
2: that? Yeah, not at your house though, do they?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, they're flying around.
3: Uh, they fly, fly around. I, I heard one fly over my chair. I was sitting in my chair. Watching, oh, uh, watching TV.
2: Now, do they? We'll have to ask Spider Man. Do they fly from floor up, or they just generally they crawl up high, and they use their wings to kind of? Uh, no, they fly. I mean, well, I know, but. But are they flying like birds do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine
3: I mean, do. Yours do? Okay. <laughs> the <Yeah>. big
2: ones. <laughs> How big are they? They roost. In your house, do they roost? <laughs> I, <laughs> could, I could hear them flying over my chair. Okay. But where did they start from? That's, that's my question. <laughs> I guess they start they from the wall? Or?
3: I guess they start from the floor. I guess they oh, wow, start okay. from the floor. Okay. They fly good.
2: All right, maybe Dennis can uh, <laughs> send us a, a, an article on flying roaches. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Calvin, you're looking around. What are you eyeballing?
5: Oh, I'm just looking at the uh, uh, the cyclamen. How beautiful! Uh huh. All the colors. It's hard. To, it's just hard to match that for a a winter plant for the shade. Uh, what was it? Was it yesterday? We were having a little debate on whether the Oh, it was. I guess Neil, Neil was said something about they uh, did fine in the winter sun. Yeah, I have uh, just never. Uh, I don't, I have to admit I haven't challenged them with the winter sun much, but I. It uh, seems to me that I've I've had much better luck when they're they're not in the in the sun, and when the bed is uh, consistent. In term, one, one of the things about uh, plants in the shade is uh, you you go from quite a bit of sun to almost no sun, and there's a lot of plants mm-hmm. that do really well in that situation. Mm-hmm. I've just never done a taken a chance with cyclamen on that because they they do so well in the full shade.
3: Do you remember who wrote that article, Kevin? Uh, who that's wrote Neil Sperry? Well, that's blasphemous. What you're saying. Talking ugly about Neil Spare's recommendation. Calvin has
2: plenty of cyclamen, so he is well qualified <laughs> to talk based on his experiences. No. I don't Not know.
3: when it comes to Neil Spare.
2: No. Nope. I'm trusting Calvin on this one.
3: <laughs> but speaking of Calvin's article, uh-huh. I, I was just reading it and it brought a tear to my eye.
2: Goodness. Calvin.
3: <laughs> he said, uh, Then another option is amaryllis bulbs can be placed in a decorative container filled with water, stones, soil, or even marbles, and they will send up a sturdy shoot which will produce one or more large blooms. Now, these bulbs that we have here are big bulbs, and the bigger the bulb, uh, the more potential bloom that you can have. Kevin mentioned that too, and uh, I would warn people if you've never done this before, grown them before. Uh, you want to put them in a fairly sturdy container because those, those things send up a a, a shoot, uh, a, well, a stem, a bloom stalk that can be three feet tall. Well, it's
5: trying to. It's kind of like trying to grow a. Uh, a tomato plant in yeah. <laughs> two, <laughs> a two-gallon container. Right, right.
3: Boop. But uh, you know, when people put them in the house because they don't need sun to to grow. Uh, now, are
5: you sure? Have you checked with Neil on that? I yeah. Have,
3: but if I, I'll keep a lookout, and if he, if he ch- ch- decides uh, differently, I'll change my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You, you know, in he, that, mental? I wonder if Neil called him. Because <laughs> for, for like three months, it was. A, so let's, I got a bone to pick with Neil. <laughs> Neil's article today, I don't agree with it. For every weekend, he was picking on Neil. No. Now, it, now well, Neil he's, is. He straightened up. Now Neil is like a guru up <laughs> on a mountain. That can...
3: Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Uh, they If you don't have them well anchored in a. In a some type of container, they will fall over. And uh, my mother used to put them on a on a, on a uh, living room uh, table, dinner table. And uh, sure enough, they would uh, hmm. get top heavy and fall over. So we started putting them in larger container, uh, heavier. Even
5: Christmas trees container. used to do that. Oh yeah. You'd de- you would they would be balanced perfectly, and then you start decorating, and you decorate more, and the
3: top heavy. And, uh,
5: <laughs> of course, it it helped if you had cats and pets. Yeah, and,
3: yeah, pull it over. Yeah. Our our young children. Oh yeah, that's true. toddling around, just learning like, <laughs> yeah, to uh, walk. Yeah. You know how they grab things. Uh-huh. And
5: yeah, yeah, and you it just brings to mind <laughs> hollering from the other
3: side of the room. No,
5: no, no, yeah. don't go in there
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but i I don't think well, maybe a kid could uh pull pull one of these stands it's over. pretty tough yeah. yeah
5: these these are really yeah, they're sturdy, sturdy, yeah, makes it so much easier dealing with uh <laughs> Christmas trees when you've got the, this kind of technology,
3: yeah, we used to you used to have to uh, tie them to the wall you know uh, put, put something and put a string or a yeah, little and you, small rope and around this stuff the, the, brace you, them you, up you
5: used to get the gifts and you and just fake gifts to to balance and put some weight on, the, <laughs> on yeah the, on the, Wa- that's all I container. got was fake gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking, too, when you've been speculating what that. That's, a, that's such an intriguing box there. And it's another empty. Th-
3: another yeah. thing that was hard to do is keep the water on them. Because people can't understand how much water they, a cut Christmas tree I, will uh, I always, pick up.
5: I always found that it was it was so unpredictable you know oh, we'll Go yeah. out three days and not use any water and then the next the, the next day all the water is used, <laughs> used up so I couldn't quite figure that out.
3: You don't have this trouble with uh, these trees because they've been in water they were recut and that's not an easy job to do at home and because of the gooey sap the sap in uh, yeah, it. Yeah it'd be
5: if you People get a chance. Uh, <laughs> you, they see the operation. there, the, you know, to have all the all the staff working yeah. on cutting them and and <laughs> watering them and sprinkling them down so that the foliage is full of moisture. Yeah, it's quite a process.
3: Yeah, and so the, they re, they recut them, and then immediately put them in water. So by the time you buy them, uh, they've soaked up that big initial. Uh, bunch of water and they have to keep keep them full here i mean refill them in fact i think they got a guy that goes around and just does that all the time refill that water bowl because what is that? what is your motto milton
2: keep nope not my motto what no but i think this is your motto you take credit for it now no, I don't want not take credit. No, me. you should. This you was, do.
3: You do something. People will remember. With people,
2: so people will remember and associate this every holiday season with you. <laughs>
3: and what is it?
2: I can't remember. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, keep 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 your butts uh,
2: when it clean comes to Christmas and wet. Trees, yes.
3: Clean and wet. Yeah, that's what you call the base of a Christmas tree. Right?
2: Oh, okay, the butt. I, I was sure that was what you're talking about.
3: I'm sure that's in the dictionary. Could be
2: like a, isn't that the end of a gun too? Yes. So it is. you know you Very got. Very good, man. You, you have to be specific.
3: That's. I, was that what you were talking about? You don't want to keep your gun. No, no. no.
2: Okay. Those Stay focused. Have. Stay on target.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Calvin <laughs> writes. It's <the> a gun. On,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> At some of the retailers, there are bulb forcing kits available that could be included as part of the amaryllis bug as a gift. Uh, this might be an ideal gift for a family with children to deliver to a grandmother or other elderly relatives in, at a nursing home. And I, I always laugh because uh, when I would send Mother one of these or uh, several of these uh, amaryllis bugs, uh, she would call me and be so excited. When the f- when when the stem the big stem came out. yeah and it, it it grows every day she said it would grow every day <laughs> you know get taller every day before it bloom. so it puts up a a, a huge bud huge uh, stalk and that's why you have to have it weighted down before the heavy flowers get on there and they're big flowers they're huge flowers. The children, instead of, Calvin wrote this now. It was several years ago, so maybe he's gotten over it. Anyway, the children, instead of being bored by the visit, could put together the amaryllis forcing kit. The recipient of the gift will be fascinated by the growth and blooming of the amaryllis and have had the memory of the assembly of the planting kit by the family visit. Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. Calvin, I'm proud of you, So, Now, it didn't say that whether they need to be planted in the morning.
2: Yeah, I think that may be just your advice.
3: That must have been left out.
2: That was from George Strait's book on you, amaryllis, right.
3: wasn't it? Yeah, George says <laughs> plant amaryllis in the morning. By morning. By morning.
2: Yeah, by morning, yeah. So, you know... <laughs>
3: Yeah. You could do it in late evening I guess.
2: Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break while we do. You give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 9:30 a.m. the answer.
0: King to see, Our finest gifts we bring
1: Rum-pa-bum-bum. Rum-pa-bum-bum. Rum-pa-bum-bum.
2: And welcome back to Millburger's Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer Calvin was talking earlier about uh, creating uh, getting a gift from Millburgers that the whole family could share and enjoy and could be a lesson. Uh, and uh, from Wild Birds Unlimited, you can do the same thing by bringing nature in, uh, to your backyard. The Wild Birds Unlimited Northwest Military at Hebner Road uh, has all kinds of great ideas uh, for you. So if you're one of those folks that's like, I don't know what to get. No, no, they can, they can help you. They'll ask you questions, try to figure out what you're trying to do, and then they'll find you. They'll point you in the right direction uh, for the right gift. But uh, I know that. From other people that I've talked to that have gotten stuff from Wild Birds Unlimited for the family, they love it because the kids get so involved in it, and they love watching the birds. Just, and just
5: a, b- a bird bath. Yeah, you know where. Mm-hmm. If you remember a few years ago, and Jerry and I were had those bird baths, and we would <laughs> count the number of species. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and it was just an amazing t- total of individual birds and species. Yeah. And uh, then you get a. Get one of those recirculating pumps. Yeah, it's inexpensive and uh, technology, well, whatever you want it. It just uh, fascinates the kids, and uh, and they've got the they've got the staff and the yep. equipment.
2: They sure do at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Uh, from things like that to feeds to feeders to uh, houses, and uh, Kyle over there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road said binoculars were getting tough to get. So, if you've had a challenge for whatever reason, you need binoculars, get in over there to Wild Birds Unlimited. He said he yeah, have got a great supply. I, I kind of worked to get them to make sure that we had them for the holidays because people like them. So, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. Say hi to everybody Kyle, Keith, the whole gang. Say hi to Bill if he's over there. 210 479 Bird if does you need still directions.
3: Does he talk? Does he speak when you talk to him?
2: <laughs> yes, he does.
3: Uh, uh, I know he's sitting over in uh, the
2: corner. No, he's working. He's working. Oh. He's not just sitting. Oh, okay. All right. I two one zero. thought f- had him in a chair. No, the four seven. You, you, you can't keep Bill down. <laughs> two <laughs> one zero four seven nine. Sometimes B- I- him up. Okay. <laughs> uh, did, did Bill listen to this show and hear how y'all talk about him? All right. It's Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. All right. What else is going on, gentlemen?
3: Uh, <laughs> one, thing, one thing talking about the wild seed, wild, wild seed farm. I mean... Anyway, Wild Birds Unlimited. Wild Birds Unlimited. Yeah. Uh I had a a family, an older family friend that was uh excess excessive uh cleanliness nut. Okay. And so I wanted to get her something for Christmas. And so I was gonna put a bird hu- a bird birdhouse. Uh, she was kinda in a an apartment. I was gonna put a birdhouse out there. <laughs> so she could watch the birds out the window. yeah she said, no, I don't want that because they're messy. They, they get the seed all over the porch and everything and it'll it'll mess up my uh, patio. And so uh, I, I talked to Bill or Calvin or one of those and got her got her one of those things that fit on the window. Oh yeah. And if we put uh, the seed in it, we use that stuff that doesn't have uh, holes, you know, it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have, uh, the birds eating it don't, don't make a mess. Okay, yeah, like uh, sunflower, well, uh, safflower seed. Or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, when they eat it, they don't leave a hole or right. That's cool. And uh, she, she accepted that.
1: All
2: right. Did she enjoy it? I think
3: so. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, she, her. Nev- she never talked <laughs> to Excepting him again. Accepting yeah. it was a major accomplishment.
2: All so. right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace, what else is going on? You've been wandering around. <laughs> um,
3: well, Cal, Cal, one thing, Calvin, I noticed in Calvin's article uh, that you remember I said that this article was – Printed uh, on October 25th, 2018. And uh, when reading the article, it says uh, uh, so, uh, the, the, bulbs, the bulbs some promise as many as six blooms in six to eight weeks after stem growth begins. So, uh, you're giving the if you're giving these now for Christmas. Uh, you're also giving them a Valentine gift, I guess. Kind it c- c- takes six to eight weeks. Right. But a- that's after the stem growth began And another thing about this article mentions that uh, uh, for long-term performance, the amaryllis does best when placed in a small container with a uh, well drained potting mix are sand that is fertilized with a soluble fertilizer in the water every month. So you're talking talk about something like miracle growth?
5: Yeah. And of course, and that's. I, we, ne-
3: we never fertilize, mother never fertilized yeah. But But uh, it makes sense because uh, they put out the roots and they're well, putting up a vegetative stalk.
5: But, but one of the things we. Brag about is that you really don't need to you don't need fertilize because yeah. that—that's what that that major bulb that we're talking about—that like a the, camel stores yeah, everything. You know. That's needs. right, all the nutrients and everything that yeah they need in the for, bulb for performance is right in that bulb. Yeah,
3: but uh, that makes sense to maybe give it a little fertilizer every now and then. But uh, one another of my authors that I use quite often said to fertilize pansies, pinks, and other winter color with a high nitrogen, water-soluble plant food to keep them growing vigorously. Failure to feed adequately is a common cause of poor plant performance. Because these plants that we have out here, vegetable and uh, uh, pl- flower, have been fertilized every time they've been watered. If the fertilizer is in the water and that also goes for blue bonnets we got lots of blue bonnet transplants out here uh, I would look to see what color I know I know at one, one time we had the red maroon and I guess they got some of that old blue in there they usually see not some blue but uh, who would want blue when you can get red maroon Anyway, uh, they, they, uh, respond to fertilizer, too. The blue barns, too. Well, don't be called and saying, they make their own. No. In a desperate situation, they can make that, they can take their own out of the air. But to grow a specimen plant with lots of blooms on it, you need to fertilize it. So, uh and yeah uh, the blue bonnets will act if you don't fertilize them periodically. uh The blue bonnets will go from a real dark green uh, when we first get them in to a light pale to a pale color but uh that miracle grow in uh in 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 a bucket of water or something will will work well well we,
5: oh. yeah. Well, Trace, did, and you, we have, you had a system, right? Didn't you have a, a, a system where where you the
4: nutrients were mixed? It's in the greenhouse. Yeah, but it,
5: do, do you have one that people can buy? Oh, I uh, might have a siphon mixer. I'd have to go look. Yeah. Uh,
2: hey, before the break, let's talk to Bud real quick at 210-308-8867. Hey, Bud, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today?
6: Pretty good. Look outside What's going and say, oh, that, that's a pretty looking day out there.
2: <laughs> it is, isn't it? So I'm,
6: I'm glad for that. Uh, listen, uh, about um, a year and a half ago, maybe, uh, Dr. Parsons was uh, mentioning or explaining that some of the uh, transplants were being delayed because the supplier ran into a batch of bad growing medium.
2: That was a while back. Yeah, yeah, that was...
3: Uh, uh, if it, if it's, if I've slept since then, you have forgotten.
2: forgotten.
6: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, That's I'm going to say it's at least a year and a half.
2: Okay. Yeah, back. but how does... Oh, okay. Is that impacting you, or what you, what's going on, bud?
6: Well, um, yeah... <laughs> I'm wondering if I also got some bad medium. I mean, I, 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 I buy it in a in a large bag. Uh, I, I get uh, what's it called? Oh gosh, number seven. I can't. It's got uh, uh,
3: oh, potting mix.
6: Well, yeah, it, it's, it's it comes in big bag. Okay. Because ever ever since then, <clears throat> I'm having real hard time uh, getting seeds started. Yep. and uh, they might get started and then I'll put them into a, a bigger pot with this particular material that I had
1: yep. and I
6: still have um, but they just never flourish at all
1: well
3: uh, what what plants are we talking, what uh,
6: mainly, we talking about mainly Malabar spinach by seed
3: ok uh, I never have grown Malabar spinach but uh, the, what, what I was talking about was a grower situation problem that, right. that did doesn't pertain to the potting mixes that are sold. Uh, oh, okay. We, we so it's 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 something that happened to them uh, that they could clear up rapidly. I mean, yeah. I mean, when they saw they had a problem, they figured out what it was and uh, changed back to the growing the seedlings like they do, and there's not a lot of people, a lot of nurseries that still grow from seed. That's why I worked with them all these years because they're wonderful at growing seedlings, their own seedlings. Now everybody buys their plants from a plug producer. They grow the seedlings in in small uh, plugs or small containers. Yeah,
6: like like Jiffy Pots and things like that. Yeah. But
3: anyway, uh, they they cleared that situation up. Now the yeah. reason so so so,
6: so it wasn't the material.
3: No, Being produced by
6: by growing medium <laughs> producers. It, it yeah. was just something that happened at their. Uh,
3: right. Right. Within well, their they, system. W- okay. They they mix their own, and uh, sometimes uh, something goes wrong. Right. <laughs> Uh, I know we were one one time, I, and I never realized sand was uh, so alkaline. And uh, they they put they were putting sand in their mix at that time. I guess it's still they may do that still a little bit now, but uh, uh, they got in a load of sand, and uh, it was so alkaline that it turned all the uh, Bedding plants are yellow. You know they had uh, iron chlorosis. Okay. Because of the alkaline, and so from that point on, after they finally figured out what it was, they would uh, they got a uh, a pH meter, and they would check they check every load of sand that they get in to see make sure it's you want it to be neutral or around seven. And I, as I remember, that this stuff was eight five or something like that. It's, it depended on the, the pit, the sand pit that they get it out of, or d- uh-huh. down around out in Adelcorse County. So, okay, uh, it's a little thing like that. When you grow on a seedling, can make a difference. And once you are affected like that, uh, uh, you and and it, Destroys all your seedling plants. Okay. It, it takes a while to make a comeback, you know, to mm. produce another seedling crop. Right. Well,
6: hey, bud, we uh, need to run the I, news, I, okay? I, I won't throw my big bag of medium away.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, all don't right. do that.
2: Back in a minute right after this on 930 a.m., this
0: is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 a.m., The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m., The Answer.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. The number to call or come on by Millburgers and visit with us in person and ask a gardening question and stuff. Robert, I still haven't gotten a picture of that plant yet. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening, keep, but keep
3: the pressure on him, Milton. Don't well, let him get away with
2: it. Well, well, I know he wants help with that. I know he's frustrated. <laughs> so, but Robert, it's, it hasn't come through, and I've checked my spam. So, um,
3: that's all right, Robert. Don't worry about it. Do, Do you g- enjoy a s- sunny day? Okay,
2: and then after <laughs> after the sunny day, email me the plant, uh, the picture, and I'll email it to the guys. There so, you go. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven.
3: One thing I like to come when I'm coming in. On a day like today, is how those uh, pansies and and flowers out there, uh, and even even the, uh, 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 the cut flower there. That I listen. Like, uh, uh, right there, um, uh, the Snap. one that has the hot stalk on it. Snap.
5: Snapdragons.
3: Yeah, snapdragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw a little boy walking out with uh, one plant. One snapdragon and had the bloom in the top. So he was proud as he could be of that. Cool. Thing. But uh but ha- th- on a sunny day like this, it's ha- hard to walk by those uh pansies. And those all and the different the colors they got. Yeah. So and just, yeah, just glowing. Especially, especially gl- your violas huh? Yeah, they glow. Yeah, that
5: whole there's that whole table of
3: all those different colors and Yeah.
5: Uh, double and they're on double sale.
3: I hope <laughs> uh, four-inch pots regularly a dollar fifty-nine for ninety-eight cents.
2: That'd be good. We have stocks too. They're not on sale, but no. I think But
3: boy they look if good? If
2: people have been thinking about getting stocks. The Do plants. too. think they're stocking up. Tap tap, tap. If you want to stock up <laughs> on stocks. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if
5: you want, uh, the two plants that I really noticed uh, were the stocks, the foliage looks so good. And then Jerry mentioned the spinach. The spinach looks wonderful, too. Yeah.
3: yeah I, I wonder, what, uh, you know, Trey was mentioning the fact or alluding to the fact that uh, he had all the large spinach. Mm hmm. I spin it should be in full production now I mean no, I don't know by the growers it's a weird year yeah but uh you if, sna- if the sna- you
5: mentioned the snapdragons. there's the uh, the smaller version there and then there's also the that uh, um, larger uh, version we're looking at a roll of the the yellow very attractive and uh make an instant uh you, you'll be really showy in your cut flower garden or in your borders,
3: yeah, um, and I guess when you cut that top off, it'll send up some side shoots, right,
5: oh yeah, 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 that's what what Jerry's talking about is uh, we think of them as the primary cut flower during the winter time, oh yeah snapdragons,
3: didn't we say that uh they're not a favorite of the deer,
5: yeah, they're not they're uh we always debate whether they're deer proof or not <laughs> they, ha- they have a tendency to be uh if the deer walk through them I yeah, they have a tendency break to, to break yeah so that's so it's not the same for some reasons Arv, uh, you know, uh what's your favorite uh plant for mm-hmm. the the sun that the deer they don't break of moss
3: um, the uh, the favorite plant the little ground yeah that you uh, oh uh horser.
5: no no how about the uh, the f- the oh, right, and, uh, uh,
3: bluegrass and you No bluegrass?
5: the ver- the <laughs> flower that uh, is deer proof uh,
3: oh uh. oh uh iris
5: no
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> can you give us a hint? <laughs> well
5: th- we, we talk about it all the time it's uh uh oh, uh thrialis?
2: No. no it's a it's a <laughs> not the annual flower not the Laura bush petunias yeah. annual
5: annual flower
2: uh, pansies Johnny jump ups violas uhcycl oh, vinca uh, oh, yeah.
5: vinca no. it, oh vinca
2: I
3: beat you, I'm
2: exhausted, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, the shame that they have they freeze and in the, in van- the
5: you know the vinca d- doesn't really matter if the, the deer will walk through them, and they don't really them. terrorize'em mm-. Uh, stems, are, I guess, are f- are <laughs> tough enough and flexible enough to put up with the uh, the f- uh, footwork through there. Yeah. Um, but uh, snapdragons are a little more sensitive to that.
3: Well, one thing I don't see a lot of out there at this time of the year is is uh, petunias. Yeah. There's only one petunia left out there in the whole in the whole nursery.
5: Well, uh, but if those those no folks those folks that were lucky enough to get the uh, get the f- the petunias oh, are yeah. out there, bo- they're blooming <laughs> in their garden now for <laughs> the, the Laura
3: bushes. Laura bush. The mm-hmm. la- last probably two six packs of Laura bush are left, and they're in full bloom. I could see them from yeah, where walk I walked by. I think we
2: thought yesterday when we walked by. There were three six packs left. Yeah.
3: And uh, the neat thing about those is I was showing Milton the seed pods. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll also have to show you the. uh, I didn't show you the uh, blue pollen. Oh no! That that you know they get from their mama. But anyway, uh, they're out here and uh, they're they're ready to. uh, I think they. I'm pretty sure they're mature. The seed. And drop the seed uh, before they're fr- frozen. Well, it takes pretty hard free- freeze to kill, uh, bother those things. But it would th- th- cause them to stop blooming. Uh, we haven't talked much about house plants, but uh, they need uh, a, mu- a mu- House plants mustl- uh, fertilized monthly. With high nitrogen water, sur- uh, water soluble plant food, at half the recommended rate because you want you don't want to encourage them to grow. You just want them to keep, uh, keep, keep that dark foliage. So uh, that's why you use half of.
5: Well, in the winter time nitrogen. too, you got to be a little careful on uh, uh, fertilizing uh, indoor plants because some of them are just not doing any yeah. growing
3: at all. Right. Uh, and we talked to you quite a bit yesterday about uh, using broadleaf weed spray killer spray on a sunny, warm, and relatively still day to kill the cool-season broadleaf weeds before winter moves in. So how do you know? A lot of people don't know what broadleaf weed and grass differ. How they
4: differ? Well, it's either a monocot or it's a dicot. Well, so now quit it. it. It either looks...
3: When, when did they
4: have,
3: have that nomenclature? It either has a
4: vein structure or it doesn't. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, I don't know.
3: But any, well, anyway, we recommend the weed-free zone. And uh, Trace was telling us that the temperatures are right now.
2: This and, week anyway, about yeah.
3: the about one of the only things that you can use and it won't kill your uh won't damage your
2: grass what was the temperature range trace 40
3: to 85 okay that's where we are right now yeah yeah uh it might be a little windy but uh and if you if you don't know how to tell the difference between a broadleaf, and your grass anything that's green oh i meant to bring my wildflowers today oh yeah first broadleaf weeds uh use this weed free zone on any basically anything that's green and just coming up
1: yeah we can
5: we probably can do a better job of on the grass the stem originates at the base yeah and uh the and it's uh continuous to the top of the plant and then the on a broad leaf that's not ne- necessarily it's got counter counter uh, branches wow
3: there's, uh, look at that big
4: how about the veins go straight up and down on grasses and they have a spidery web looking on the uh, broad leaves yeah, yeah
3: nice. this guy. hey he knows
5: his hey, something yeah there's a you know there, <laughs> there, we could probably Refine it to two or three of those kind of statements and do a pretty good job. But of course, there'll always be the exceptions and uh, uh, ones <laughs> that'll
3: confuse the <laughs> issue a little bit. Yeah,
4: like nutsedge. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's
3: right. I don't, th- I don't nutsedge doesn't go dormant in the winter, does it?
4: All right. Mm-hmm. No, he but weed freeze zone isn't going to touch it either. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
5: Nutsedge doesn't grow in the winter, though.
4: Uh, I visit my house, it does I think yeah. it does
3: uh, unless it's a hard freeze I don't know how <laughs> those of you who love your nutsedge, uh nutgrass uh, how did it do last, this winter or uh, first of this year mine survived <laughs> <I had> gangbusters <laughs> yeah, that, that's like when my garden froze and one of those hard freeze, I guess it was 89 but I was hoping that the, the Brussels sprouts had gotten killed, and I went out, and Brussels sprouts was the only thing still living. Ah. Oh, you got a lot of uh, that beautiful uh, ornamental kale, uh, chard out there. As I was walking in, bright lights. Swiss, yeah, Swiss chard And uh, yeah, and that's a that's a good. It, it's a good, it's an ornamental. It's a good ornamental. Oh, it's a,
5: a, a nice green, nutritious green, uh, easy to eat. It's a real mild flavor. And that's uh, a lot of folks, including me, like like to mix it with kale. And you've got two. You've got one that's really potent, and then you've got one that's real mild. And together they make an excellent uh, uh, green. <laughs>
3: and then there's one tip here says remove mistletoe from cedar elm, oak branches as it becomes noticeable with leaf drops who would want to remove the only evergreen foliage that you've got in the trees in the winter? Who would sink to that?
4: I have in the past. Uh, <laughs> you've removed mistletoe? You bet. We sell mistletoe. Oh, okay. How
2: okay. do you remove it?
4: Uh, it's
3: all? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard to do. It's the easiest way. We, we, we didn't
4: you, remove it. Permanently, because we wanted another supply for the next year. So oh, okay. <laughs> we, we cut out. Well, but so he's uh, cut
5: it? a person that's dedicated to their trees, too, uh, <laughs> gets gets bothered by the fact that the mistletoe is a parasite and it's on, on that tree.
3: Does it kill a tree? Well, No.
5: It, that doesn't it, matter to it them. Doesn't no. It doesn't, it does not, does it help the tree?
3: Does it? Uh, it might. Well,
5: <laughs> it might kill the tree too.
3: No, it doesn't kill the tree. You don't know that. Jerry. I do. Yeah, look sure. at all the mistletoe and, and trees. I mean, some trees and are these are the these full are the, of mistletoe.
1: Aren't are
5: these trees? W- w- wouldn't they be growing better if there wasn't that mistletoe? No, on? hell no. That,
3: that's, like, right. that's like that's like ball moss in there. My trees would be growing better if it didn't have ball moss. But
2: I think people just want their <laughs> tree to look like a tree, and they don't want the mistletoe in it. Well, they That's, don't want any green in it in the winter? No, they just don't want mistletoe. They love to have green. They just don't want that green. <laughs> uh, uh, Beth is on the line at 210 308 <laughs> She's got an answer for us, I think. Uh-oh. Uh, hi, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today?
7: Thanks. Beautiful day. We need this sun after that wonderful rain. I was wondering if anybody had identified for you the spiny hackberry yesterday. And it was kinda of getting late in the program so I didn't want to get caught call- I didn't want to call and
1: no, hey, keep you're somebody okay. but
7: anyway Granheno Granio is another name for it, or desert hackberry Celtus pallida, makes a nice little orange juicy fruit and the snout butterflies that come through, remember when we were also disgusted with the snout butterflies? That's one of the plants they feed on. And my my little uh, shrub bush of Texas says that the, the hackberries or those little butterflies feed on almost any of the hackberries that we have in our area in South mm-hmm. Texas.
5: How so, large? Uh, what's the largest uh, spiny hackberry that you've seen?
7: Well, I I'm looking at the book here, and it says rarely over three meters tall. And the so the n- one nine or
5: ten feet. Huh? The
7: ones that I'm familiar with, though, are out here off of Babcock Road west, west of Babcock Road, and then a little bit east, a little bit south of Prue, or, well, anyway, in that general area where the soil is a looser soil, not black gumbo, like we have, you know, that the oak trees grow in. The soil that the spiny hackberry grows in is more like you would find under mesquite trees, Loose, sort of, you know. Yeah.
5: yeah anyway. we, see, we see quite a few in uh, Mitchell Lake.
7: Yeah, that, that yeah, that, right. So it's it's kind of particular to the soil, and I know that I don't have any on my property here, but a friend across the other side of Babcock, they, she does have them, well, several people have them, and kind of welcome them because of the butterflies, even though everybody hates to have those snout butterflies everywhere. You know, but, it, but anyway. What
5: <coughs> I don't the, like about them is when you're weedy, trying to weed your rose bed or the fence line <laughs> and you, uh, get, na- you get nailed by those thorns. Oof, wow. yeah,
7: yeah. Yeah. And the thorns aren't too long, you know, they're just kind but they are a nuisance tree. They're but sharp, anyway, they do there. They have a good use and everything as food for the birds. And it says, uh, coyotes and monks, quail and raccoons and jackrabbits and so on and so forth. So they have a redeeming <laughs> social value,
1: you now, could say,
7: right?
2: You. Very cool. Thank you, okay. Beth.
7: Well, let me tell you one other thing, yes, ma'am. though. This okay. Last week I found two butterfly wings in my backyard here, one of which had a tag on it. First time I had ever in my life. Seen a tagged dead butterfly, monarch, and so with a magnifying glass, I was able to look at the little tag. It was only about the size of a hole punch, you know, like a little bitty hole. Anyway, yeah. and it had three little lines of information on it. <clears throat> so I found somebody to get in touch with at the University of Kansas who took down mm-hmm. my information and was referring it to amherst new york amherst new york is where this butterfly came from and as soon as they process the information that i was able to give them then they will send it back to me so i can learn about when that little butterfly left amherst new york think of that
5: yeah, All the way the to San Antonio. It's really uh, uh, exceptional because one of the things they talk about is that, they, that uh, well, the, the, the marking the butterflies really hasn't resulted in a lot of information collection. Or, well, they, you, you, know, well, okay, you, you know, three or four miles is well what they're finding. rather than
2: Not that, this guy.
7: That's cool. That's why it was so interesting to me because here I was raking leaves in the backyard and i saw these two butterfly wings and ordinarily i would kind of ignore them but i picked them up and then i saw that little tag and so the lady i was talking to about them i found them under a sweet olive tree and she said probably it was nectaring and some since it was just two wings and no body whatever ate it whatever killed it ate the body so I thought, well, it could have been a lizard. It could have been, who knows what, a praying mantis or whatever. But yeah. I, that was my find of the month. My, <laughs> so anyway, I yeah. thought that it, it's, it's, it was really hard to see that little tiny disc on there. asked ask her, how did they put them on? And she said, that the, the stuff they use to hold that little thing onto the wing is really sensitive. And so they put it on one, the sticky side down on one wing and then fold the other wing gently over it and sort of lightly tap it to make yeah. that make sure the glue is taking and then let the butterfly go. So wow. anyway, I felt, I felt very privileged.
2: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thanks Good Beth.
7: Job. Okay. Okay, Thank you take y'all. care. Bye-bye. All right, we're
2: uh, right up against a break, so we'll take one now. 210-308-8867. Give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210 Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer.
1: Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not walk I'm telling you why. Santa
2: Claus is coming to town. And welcome back to Millberger's Gardening South Santa Texas on nine thirty a.m the answer 210-308-8867 it's the number to call to be a part of the show 210-308-8867 uh give us a call tell us what's going on in your gardening world and uh what kind of troubles you have and what kind of successes are you having we want to hear about both of them uh and uh Yep, yeah, that's it. Or come on out and uh, be. We
5: had uh, Billy stop in, and yeah, uh, that was nice. And he was a good. He gave us they, a report on the tomatoes too. He's continuing to <laughs> harvest Ruby Crush, especially Ruby Crush. Yes, yeah. and we haven't got as many reports on the, the bigger tomatoes as a, I think Steve, didn't Steve um, drip Steve? Yeah, is he knee harvesting mm-hmm. some of the bigger tomatoes? but, but uh, we've not, <laughs> not a lot of reports
3: interesting thing uh i work with a grower a greenhouse grower south of here down around uh and uh they had uh oh, people are always talking about how wonderful hydroponic growing is and so they built a, a great big greenhouse down there and uh Growing everything hydroponically, and the the problem with growing hydroponically rather than in the, a soil mix is that if something goes wrong, you kill everything in the greenhouse.
5: yeah, remind everybody hydroponics is
3: water growing yeah. growing in water or into basically circulating water through yeah. a if
5: everything works perfectly. Yeah, it can be pretty efficient, and <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> and you <they're> just make <laughs> one
3: error and you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, it kills everything, and that's what happened uh, this year. The uh, and and they killed everything, including uh, the uh, uh, tycoons that they had. They had uh, I brought, took them some tycoons uh, several months ago, and. Uh, they were sending me pictures of what of the tycoon with spots on the leaves and looking terrible, uh, yellow leaves and everything else. I couldn't figure it out. I figured it was a virus just by looking at the picture. But I went down there and they said, you know, we water the tycoon tomatoes with that hydroponic water. Which they had contaminated, and killed the lettuce that they were growing for sure, and just really knocked that uh, uh. stuff in there. What was it? What was the, what was the
5: contami- contamination?
3: They were uh, trying to clean the uh, uh, algae out of the lines, which can be a, co- a problem with uh-huh. the hydroponic, and they they put some uh, uh, I don't know if it was uh, bleach or yeah what they put in there but they didn't clean it out good enough when they turned the water back on and I mean it wiped everything out but I had brought brought, later brought some uh... uh, valley cat the other nematode resistant variety which we're going to be promoting more next year because it is nematode resistant and uh... they're sending me pictures of that valley cat of huge red tomatoes. And they say that the uh, valley cat is uh, producing larger tomatoes and uh, ripening sooner, ripening faster than the tycoon did. So I've been t- I told you all that tycoon is just kind of, you know, on the way out.
2: Mm-hmm. How many years you been telling us <laughs> about
3: Well, it tried to make a comeback. It's kind of like a, a boxer, you know. It's a come out of retirement. But, they keep uh, coming out. I think Valley Cat's going to be our... Re- well, it's the only nematode resistant variety that we have, other than uh, 968 and... uh it's a yeah, celebrity, they, too, isn't
4: it?
3: Yeah, celebrity. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, that's that's why we're <laughs> kind of going back to growing them in containers, tomatoes in containers, with copious amounts of osmocote. Mm. Can't beat that. <laughs> and they they had a real problem. They plant some t- tomatoes and cabbage and spinach outdoors, out, out, out of the outside the greenhouse. And I mean, those loopers, cabbage loopers, have decimated I mean, they ate ate almost all the leaves of the spinach and uh, cabbage that was planted outside. And were interesting fact was they were trying to control them with malathion and uh, seven, I think, and didn't touch them, Hmm. which we tell people. The best control is Bacillus, uh, a BT product.
4: Well, that makes me also wonder that, you know, seven is not seven anymore. If they well, were, if they weren't painted attention, they had so. an
3: old, old seven, probably some old five. But we <laughs> we figured that out when BT finally came, when BT came on the market, that you're just cooling them down with uh, malathion, mm. just cooling them down. And they appreciate it. I mean, but uh, they—they—they—that they, cabbage looper worm must be butterfly must be uh, pretty prevalent this year. It's a little white butterfly. Uh, we also had somebody write in and said they had a had a small tree that they thought would think it's a yopon holly, and it was identified as a Texas persimmon.
4: Very similar looking.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but look at the size of the fruit. Oh, well, Have you ever seen a yoplant with
4: fruit that big? Not, n- no. Oh, uh, man, that's, that's a giveaway. And there. some
3: of the, some of the fruit is uh, turning purple.
4: That's when it's ripe. When it looks like a black olive.
3: Yeah. Very uh, su-
4: very sweet. I'm surprised it's not more commonly planted. <laughs>
3: well, uh, also also the bark is so uh, slick. And, and it, do-
5: it doesn't last, the fruit doesn't last because the birds go wild over. Yeah. Yeah, but it's another one of those trees that's where... R-
3: that's what you want them to do, yeah. to get rid of that nasty stuff.
5: But it's just <laughs> alive with bird action. Oh, oh. wow, yeah. Yeah, the mockingbirds yeah. and the woodpeckers for sure.
3: Cardinals. It's edible. A lot of people make jelly out of it. So if you put enough sugar in it, it's pretty yeah. good.
5: Well, you're not, yeah, not going to gain a lot of weight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sweet in sweet. itself. It doesn't need a lot of
3: sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, somebody, somebody says, I'm collecting uh, leaves this month. Can I work them into my garden soil? I can get some from the neighbor's yards, too. That's an unusual they, idea. They,
4: they can come and get mine all they want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if that's a good plant. And and they write back, we answer, said they're, they're a great source of organic material, but be careful not to overdo it. They decay very rapidly, and in the, that process, they can n- tie up nitrogen so your plants won't be able to get it out of the soil. That is, if you tell them, work them there. If you're just using the leaves as a as a mulch around uh, right shrubs and things like that, you won't have nitrogen tie up. But it's when you work them into the soil.
5: And it's a degree of issue too. Yeah, right? how many? Yeah, you Are there any
2: leaves you shouldn't choose? Uh,
5: no. Yeah, hey, we've had
2: that question before.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they. they they wanted some gardeners seem to want it, yokes to be, and yeah. of course the maples. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but anyway, we we've, we've given up on that. I mean, the research indicates that they're 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 not in the lab. They may have an effect, but they're not potent. It's no. not potent okay. or common enough to affect in the normal situation.
3: Uh, walnut leaves oh, yeah. are from the trees. Uh, will kill tomatoes that have a, uh, they have a, uh, a toxin in
5: it. Well, it even prevent, will prevent a lot of growth yeah. right around yeah. the plant, mm-hmm.
1: too.
3: But I, I've heard uh, I read that uh, those leaves that secrete that uh, toxin from uh, walnut leaves, uh, once the leaves fall off the tree and you work them into the soil, that's not a problem. So it must be kind of like the aphids poop that uh, comes off of the grape myrtles. It's no problem. And uh, somebody right in, do pecan hulls make good garden mulch? And they used to, uh, <laughs> P- papes over there in Seguin used to uh, give you all the pecan hulls that you wanted. Oh, wow. And so we'd bring, we'd. I went over and brought some back, and a lot of people did. And uh, they were. They said they say they're good for smoking, good
4: for smoking meats and things. Probably, but they, they are good at keeping cats out
1: of the flower beds. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> and they and, uh, and uh, the uh, fire ants. Uh, fire ants and deer.
3: And deer, I hadn't thought about
1: deer. Yeah.
5: Oh, man. <laughs> I, I did the same thing you did and got a uh, load there. And the, fi- the fire ants showed up. Yeah. And then and the deer were there, too. It was, like, <laughs> it was get- kind of embarrassing there were so many out there digging them up. Yeah.
3: They're, they're after uh, the goodie, uh, oh, the, the pecan in there.
2: Hey, we need to help Pete out here real quick at 210-308-8867. 210-308. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. Hi, Pete. Welcome to Millbutter's Gardening, South Texas. Howdy. How you doing?
3: I'm so good. I'm
6: jealous of myself.
2: Oh, oh man. man! But your lantana, how's it doing?
6: Not so good. I've heard y'all talk about this. Why they leaves turn gray and shrivel up, and I can't remember what the treatment was for that.
3: Well, if the leaves turn gray. Uh, while they're growing and blooming, uh, you probably got uh, lace, bugs, lace, lace bug. Lace uh, bug. Yeah, lace bugs. Right.
5: But, like uh, it, 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 it's, it's a uh, long-term treatment, though, too. Yeah.
4: Cut it back, give it a middle of corporate as a drench, and uh, you should be good to go. Although now I don't think I'd be. Yeah, it's it. a little late. It's generally, too. a summer thing. When Next year, you'll
5: be good to go, maybe. So yeah. If
4: you, if you start with the middle of corporate drench before it gets hot, uh, that's being proactive is yeah. the best answer to that bug.
3: And that if they stop blooming, <laughs> that's probably lace bug, especially if you dig out new gold lantana or something like that. Now, speaking of lantana, uh, that white uh, Monte Aventus uh <laughs> Monte Avinces, uh lantana over there that you're selling got more blooms on it. Uh, I'm used to seeing the purple do that, but that, that white is pretty.
4: White, white's almost as good as purple blooming this time of year.
3: Yeah.
2: Does that help you, Pete? But
5: uh, but Pete, uh, put it on your calendar. Uh, we, Trace, when do you recommend that? Uh,
4: when it gets hot. So Mayish. May. And,
5: and so then, you, uh, you get the, ahead of it.
3: Then it's a systemic,
4: it's taken out. Right. Yeah. So, but the product says uh, that it's good for like six months, and that's not the fact. So uh, start in May, and, and then three months later, I do it again.
3: Now, that's also the one that you use on crape myrtles, isn't it? You can you, can.
4: you can on a big tree that you can't spray to the top. Yeah. yeah. You can use it as a preventative.
5: Same, it seems to work more on, easier on uh, those lantanas, the small lantanas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you might, might want to try that, and then you don't wouldn't have to put up with it next year.
4: So the brand name that we carry is uh, Fertilone Systemic Insecticide. Mm-hmm. Drench. Mm-hmm. Got it?
2: Yep. Okay, Pete, we, we <laughs> lost you. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Broadcast live from Milberger's Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road on 9.30 a.m. The answer
3: raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm wool and mittens, brown paper packages tied up with string. These are
2: a few of my favorite things. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. So
3: why aren't you playing that beautiful Christmas music you had yesterday?
2: Oh, Al would. Al that Al would, I wanted to hear. Al would love to hear that again. Would he? Yeah. We'll have to send you the video so you can enjoy it at home. <laughs> oh, it's a
3: video, too,
2: huh? Well, no, I'm sorry. No, we'll have to send to you the, the <laughs> music so we can...
3: Uh, you say it was by the... Who was it by? I don't know. Quit it! That's <laughs> yes, Jeremy. Okay. All right. Anyway, well, a uh, good question came in. Said, uh, I have some I have some type of three-leafed clover... With a purplish cast that is taking over my Zorgia long. It forms a clump, but I can't find a stem to pull it out. That's weird. Uh, Broadleaf weed killer sprays applied three times haven't done much. Broadleaf weed killer. Uh, What can I do at this point before it takes over? That's got to be a pretty tough little weed to take over a if the sorghum is growing well. But anyway, uh, the answer was said uh, since obviously it is not a grass, it's in the category of broadleaf weeds. That means that broadleaf herbicides containing 2,4-D. Do we have one of those that we recommend that contain 2,4-D? Weed freeze zone. Weed freeze oh, okay. Yeah, should eliminate it. However, that is if that's what all you've already used. I suspect the spray may have beaded up and rolled off the leaves, as many types of clover have waxy foliage. See, that's something we don't think about a lot. Though we're we're doing that. Uh, this is, what is that? Weed that sticks to our dogs. Uh, Bed straw? Bed straw. Good going, Milt. Thank you. Uh, <laughs>
5: well, surely it's not a clover, is it? Is it from is it Oxalis from here?
3: Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. He described it, what he described sounds like Oxalis. Uh, but we don't think uh, a lot of people, when they apply herbicide, I mean commercially, will put a, what they call a sticker let's see, see uh, uh, surfactant in it, which makes the droplets of uh, product spread on the leaves. Like a, when you spray cabbage uh, and and you use, uh, use BT products to control the looper, you know, remember we always talk about putting a, a squirt or two of uh, liquid detergent in there. Uh, and with in after you uh, mix the formula and then you put the detergent in later, just, just a that tablespoon of for you a tablespoon uh, or two in the flu- in the uh, mixture will cause it to spread and dry on the foliage. And of course, the BT to work, the worm has to. Eat it has right. to ingest it, and if it's on cabbage that, and you didn't put a spread of uh, detergent in there, it runs off because that's very waxy leaf on there, and that's uh, that's what we should see on a uh, lot of the uh, lot of the uh, uh, herbicides.
5: Uh, oxalis too is not. Yeah. You didn't, doesn't the herbicides don't always work well on that. yeah. So you got, it may or may not be a, uh, it probably would help if they, they use uh, some of that yeah. detergent, but that oxalis is tough to kill at times.
3: Yep. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, at this time of the year, your best bet is a uh, weed-free zone, which we talked about a while ago, uh... Add one drop of liquid dishwashing detergent per gallon of spray. i just put a couple of tablespoons in there. You're not going to get too much. If it kills the plant, that's good that you're trying to kill. Uh, apply the her- herbicide between mowing cycles so you get maximum leaf coloring. In other words, let it get la- a large plant. And repeat in three weeks as needed. It will take a while uh, for results to become visible, and you may have to repeat it when it warms up next spring. So you just kind of got to stay at it. But I don't. I've never heard of a oxalis or something like that taking over a well well well-grown. Lawn. Neither have I. it, it, it it's impossible for so it clo- to do that.
5: yeah, clover or a <laughs> you would wouldn't expect it.
3: No, the Zorgia is so thick, you know, I it can't the sod is it it no way it can grow through it.
5: Yeah, there's more there's some more information there that's yeah. needed, I think.
3: Like <laughs> is your jaws are growing real well yeah how
5: shady is it yeah yeah because you know the oxalis uh,
3: yeah it likes shade shade (laughs) yeah and the
5: the zoysia is uh not as skillful in the shade as the oxalis that's
6: for sure
3: so anyway there's always an answer uh somebody wrote in and said they wanted a uh, uh tall screen along the edge of my property what would you suggest are bamboo and red tip options
5: no
2: bamboo (laughs) and red yeah I know what your answer is already
3: (laughs) this this is from Neil Sperry. uh oh and you know he's usually pretty diplomatic about things
2: uh, does, Kinda Neil like say, does Neil say hell no? Uh, <laughs> not only this no. This is close. Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, these two are dogs. Oh. That's a That nice. means not, no good. <laughs> and then he goes on to tell the ones that he would suggest. But for God's sake, don't plant bamboo. Uh, don't do bamboo. I was watching a, a movie the other day, and they were somewhere, and they were trying to get through a, 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 a thick planting of, uh, well, I probably didn't plant at all, of uh, timber bamboo. Mm. And they were having a hell of a time, because, <laughs> you know, timber bamboo is just what it says timber. It's one of the strongest woods on earth, uh, tensile wise So and used quite a bit in the, in certain countries, but uh, don't not here, hmm. not here. And if you doubt me, go, mm-hmm. go take a drive through uh, Brackett Park.
2: It's a big screen. <laughs> It, it works. It's great.
3: It's terrible. Uh, yeah, we. I used to get calls all the time, especially from older people, mm-hmm. and especially from people that the bamboo has been planted by a neighbor. Yeah, that that he the neighbor solved the problem. Moved. He moved. And I wrote I wrote that article, and I called it bamboo. Yeah, to the bamboo, and that name is caught all caught on all over the United States, because I, I find that they have bamboo problem. You know, you always say you got the main problem, but uh, that stuff's up north too. They have that problem up north. Uh, anyway, Neil recommended eastern red cedar makes a makes a good natural barrier. And uh, he also mentioned uh, ginkgo gold. I, oh. I don't know if we have we ever sold ginkgo gold or any ginkgo.
4: Yes.
2: Okay. Good.
4: I don't think, I have, a, I, don't think I have any now. But as a screen,
2: Books as no. a screen.
4: Uh, no, it's a little ginkgo tree. No. I wouldn't and, use
3: a, yeah, and, and he said uh, in Dallas. Uh, uh, had three ginkgo trees because of its great and glorious gold fall co- foliage.
4: Well, it does turn yellow.
3: <laughs> well, there you go. Uh,
4: let me. Uh, they like yellow Chinese pistache, is the best answer. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway. All right. 210-308-8867. You could probably sneak a call in if you call real quick at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty
3: seven. I'll mention a horrible thing that's happened.
2: Oh jeez. <laughs> what horrible thing has happened now? It
3: said that uh, that they have now identified meat-eating vulture bees <laughs> that have evolved a special gut bacteria to feast on flesh. This is worse than the killer bees. What's your
2: source of this, by the way? Uh, no, what's Dennis. his? What's his source?
3: Oh, because
2: he's it's, 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 as you've said, the internet is uh, full C-N-N. of CNN SP... com. Okay, so it's a news well, source. Well,
3: they, they quote uh, <laughs> they quote some uh, uh, doctoral student at UC Riverside. Should we call
2: Molly and ask her about these? I think we should. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but. I, uh, I don't know where Dennis finds all this. Work, well, CNN. It's is,
4: interesting.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, so, so should we be afraid? I think he just wanted to rile you up. I
3: so. think so,
1: too.
4: <laughs> well,
3: How afraid well, should we this be? A, this may be worse than the killer bees. You know, we had the killer bee. Right. Uh, that was when you were in Extension one at Calvin. the killer bees. Yeah. That was going on. I mean, the county agent at that time was on TV every night talking about these horrible killer bees and but they never could hardly find any the bees that stung the hell out of people <laughs> were the black wild bees you know that uh, had gotten loose in the met, uh, from the domesticated types that the beekeepers raised and turn, and they were, they have a tendency to turn black. And uh, they they ate feet uh, stung the hell out of people that mo uh, ran a lawnmower yeah close to where they were. They tended I, to be I more aggressive.
4: Well, at least they only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> what the people are the bees off? or the the bee? It, oh,
3: okay, yeah. yeah because once. then they go, they, <laughs> they die. So. But uh, now this meat-eating vulture bees, I don't know how we're gonna handle that.
2: Oh, and all you're doing is telling us the title of the thing. How huh? are they? Are they like in Austin now, or are they coming to San Antonio? <laughs> well, are they
3: on I-35? Is, I 35? think this is in California.
2: Oh okay. The oh way. man, everything's coming here from California. <laughs>
4: Including they, the including, vulture bees? Including the, the vulture bees. They're all moving to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to the, the vast majority of
3: weeds, bee, bees feed on pollen and nectar. But certain species have evolved to feast on meat, substituting dead animal carcasses. Yeah. They'll be eating folks before it's over. Oh, man. Uh, for, fla- for flower matters. Uh to better understand this extreme shift in diet, uh, diet, scientists at the University of California, Riverside, uh, and and, uh, Columbia University, and Cornell Cornell University studied the gut bacteria or microbiome of the so-called vulture bees in Costa Rica. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not
4: here. So we need to send your your uh, roadkill cookbook uh, to California, yeah. and there won't be anything for them to eat. Alright, we've got about
3: 30 seconds. <laughs> the researchers found
4: that the bees'
3: guts are rich in an acid-loving bacteria similar to those found in vultures, hyenas, and other animals that feed on carrion. That's All what right.
2: did me. So I don't know. I'm, a, I'm scared now. Well, as long as you're alive, I think you're okay. It was uh, released on Tuesday in the journal. The bees of- were released on Tuesday? What? <laughs> no, the <study. laughs> The article? Oh, okay. Published
3: in the American Society
2: for Microbiology. All right. We're going to say goodbye for today. Don't forget, next Saturday <laughs> is going to be the big open house at Millburgers, but you can come anytime to get that perfect tree right here at 1604 on Boverti Road or Poinsettia. Seen a lot of Poinsettias leave today. Uh, and more at Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Forty Road. I'm Milton Glick. You've been enjoying the show on The Answer.